Do you ever listen to Nickelback? No. Well, no. <laughs> if someone sees me listening to Nickelback on Spotify, that means I accidentally forgot to put a private session on. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to Educate Your Earbuds. I'm your host, Gerald. And I'm your host, Paulina. Welcome back, everybody. So what's going on uh, with us in live music this week? So this week, we're actually gonna be making the drive down to Vegas. Hopefully there's not a lot of traffic, but mm -hmm. we're going to Life is Beautiful on Friday. And some of the people that I'm most excited about seeing is Coin. We'll get to see Cage the Elephant again. That, well, you've never seen him. I haven't seen him. You've seen him. They're, they're who I'm most excited to it's, see. You're in for a treat. I'm pretty sure Matthew, <laughs> which is the lead singer, is definitely going to crowd surf. Or at Did, least he did the one time I saw him. Does he normally? I don't know, but they're like so rock and roll and fun and yeah. whatnot. We're also going to see Arctic Monkeys, which you have to bring your earplugs for. I know. They were, they're just jam out last time we saw them and yeah so it was a little too much for me but this is gonna be um, like my fourth time seeing them or something like that fourth i've seen them i saw them at free press i saw them at acl with you i think i saw them another uh -huh. time and so this would be the fourth okay. maybe third or fourth and i'm sure you're excited to see jungle oh my gosh <laughs> and then and then one of the ones i'm super excited about so we're doing like a day club party because vegas has like the pool parties during the day and then obviously like the dj sets at night uh-huh and who are we seeing? We are seeing Tiesto. It'll Woo! be the first time for both of us. You're... Well, I technically saw him for like a hot second I guess you at saw Coachella. Him. He, he was a guest... He was at Carol G's Appearance, yeah. yeah. Is that what you would call it? Oh my gosh. Tiesto is like the best of the best DJs. He's been in it for the long... Well, You're a huge Tiesto time. fan. Yeah, he's so cool. It's Tiesto. Tiesto stan. I'm a Tiesto stan. Not a day <laughs> oneer because he probably started making music before we were alive. But who else are we seeing this week? So one that we haven't mentioned yet, we will also be seeing Imagine Dragons woo, woo. this week at the Bank of California Stadium. So we, we've been there, not, not for a concert, but... This yeah. is the first time going to see them for a concert But there. second time seeing them for the Mercury tour. Yes. And actually, I don't know if you know this, but this is the last concert of the tour. I did not realize They're closing that. out in LA, so uh, okay. I'm confident they'll bring someone out. Yeah, they'll probably, you know, Although they don't make it collab big. that much with other people, do they? I think they have a couple. Either but... way, last time we saw them, I like almost cried at Dan's like stories. Like speeches, that, oh my yeah, gosh. that he gives throughout. And also his stamina. I swear he was doing a full workout. That's what it seemed like. He was, you know, his dancing. He does like high knees and, yeah. and butt kicks. It just looks like he's he's doing his workout. I mean, he's ripped. Yeah, be on too. the lookout because we're going to post some fun videos, I'm sure. Yeah. And anyways, that's also kind of what inspired the topic for this week is we'll be focusing on Imagine Dragons. Mm -hmm. So kind of like an artist spotlighty type? Kind of, kind of. And I actually... So I, I hadn't told you this yet, but I, I had like kind of a question to lead in into with this. Oh dear Lord. And I wanna see I'm what worried. you think. So imagine dragons. Are they the new nickelback? Okay. <laughs> I saw like 
a lot of similarity or not similarities as me personally, but people kind of were saying they were. Yeah. And you know, fun fact, I used to be a Imagine Dragons hater. Yeah. Big time hater. Like, honestly, that's kind of one of the reasons why Gerald and I started the podcast, I guess. We disagreed on this band so much. I used to say, I'm pretty sure I made that reference to you. They're the Nickelback of our time. And they're not, I think that's like unfair to say they're not. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if you would have heard that before. I definitely think if you had said that, I definitely had heard that before you had mentioned that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like you said, yeah, I mean, you always make fun of my taste in music. You, so, You've not turned always, me around on this one a thousand percent. I've turned you around on a couple bands now. But this is the one yeah. that I literally, I was, I, I'm pretty sure at some point I said like they're Nickelbacky, like Chad yeah. Broger, Chad Kroger, but Dan Reynolds was the new <laughs> Chad, Chad Kroger. Also, you have to remind people of what happened the very first time we saw imagine dragons oh my god and i'm gosh. saying saw as in you guys can't see us and i don't have a face mask with today but quotes. with air quotes yeah so the first time we were trying to see them we had we were going to a iHeartRadio's alter ego festival mm-hmm. and i mean it's not not really a festival it's more of like a one night it's like a one night event and and you know they have what was it five six seven bands however many it was yeah it was like imagine dragons Coldplay, play skin 21 pilots um avril lavigne made a surprise willow, willow kings of leon death cab no not death cab all time low kings and of kings leon. of leon did you say uh, 21 pilots yeah okay yeah okay so when you think about that who who do you think are the biggest names of what like those bands were imagine dragons 21 pilots and Coldplay. obviously exactly it, like hands down right yeah and so anyway long story short we were running late to the concert and we're we weren't too stressed out we're like no way is imagine dragon you know they were also what concert starts on time in la they they all start on time for the openers yeah i mean that's when they say like it starts at eight o'clock that's when the openers come on okay well they always start on time, but sure. So we were running late, and I was well. It wasn't really stressed out, but you know, Imagine Dragons was who I really wanted to see because I we hadn't seen them ever, ever at that at this point. point. You had seen Coldplay previously, I think. Yeah, a long um, time ago. Obviously, you know, we've seen Twenty One Pilots a few times. Yeah. I love seeing them, and I I loved seeing Coldplay, but you know. No, you were upset when you saw well, Coldplay this time. No, I was I was still like kind of. I guess I was get to salty. the story, yeah. Um, I was I was still salty about missing Imagine Dragons, but like I was excited to see Coldplay too, obviously. Cause well, I, yeah. I hadn't seen them before either, but because we hadn't seen Imagine Dragons, mm-hmm. I was most excited to see them. We were running late. And I was like, uh, there's so many smaller people. Like, there's no way Imagine Dragons is going to be the first. I thought they were closing it. On, on the lineup. Yeah, I thought they would be near we the end. We all thought, because we went with two friends and we're like, oh, Imagine Dragons is closing. And of course, you know, lo and behold, who is first on the lineup? It's <laughs> Imagine Dragons. So it's the only band that we missed I because we were like, running late. We were literally scanning our tickets and I hear like, radio radioactive i'm like oh fun like they're playing like they're pumping the crowd up you know for when oh my god and i heard i heard that from the line outside my heart just dropped i'm like no way did we just miss them i felt so bad but in any event i'm a lot less bitter about it now because we've seen them yeah and i mean the rest of that concert was good i was a little salty throughout it yeah um because we were late but all in all it it was a good night that being said though i guess some people did used to think or some people probably do still think that imagine dragons is 
Nickelbacky. Yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of comparisons online in doing some more research for this episode because I I had heard I've been hearing this for years. There's a lot of Imagine Dragons haters out there. There's a lot of yeah. kind of parallels between Nickelback and Imagine. Not not music wise, just in okay. in the hate they get and yeah. and kind of some of their trajectory too. Because oh really? Yeah. So I mean, like Nickelback, it, it's they've gotten a lot of hate through the years, but they're also huge selling band. They've sold you know like over fifty million albums. Well, and then you have the worldwide. COVID like look at this grab. <laughs> yeah, all the there's so many memes about so Nickelback. Funny. So Nickelback, they got top song of the decade with photograph. In the t- no, in um, how you remind me. Oh no, man! Uh, it was the most That's played song. song of the 2000s, uh, with 1.2 million plays between 2001 and 2009. Whoa. Interesting. And they also got top rock band of the decade, too. Wow, okay. I didn't realize, like, I I thought they were overplayed, but, like, didn't have any big accolades. Uh, no, no. I mean, they've... That's why it's so funny. Oh. They, they've just been kind of memed into oblivion. So I have, I have some quick history on the hate of Nickelback. Okay. Uh, it seems like the earliest kind of what started off the hate was, it was from a Comedy Central show. Oh, seriously? <laughs> yeah. There's a show called Tough Crowd, and there was a comedian named Brian um, Posny. His joke was, bad music makes people violent, like Nickelback make, makes me want to kill Nickelback. Oh my god. And it's funny because I found a later like kind of stand-up comedy bit he was doing. He hates Imagine Dragons too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Such a hater. Um, so some of the reason people hate Nickelback is they consider them like pretty generic you know music. They pump up the song. They're kind of sellouts. And a lot of that like people have those same complaints about Imagine Dragons. I mean to be fair though couldn't people say that about anyone who's pop? Pretty much. Like yeah. Justin Bieber Taylor Swift, anyone who blows up to that, there's always gonna be haters. I think I think the reason it it's like, like the hate is always on these group is because like a lot of rock fans. Oh, are, true rock fans are like they're not rock, you know. And so I mean that was me with Imagine Dragons. Yeah, and so I there's some differences though. Like Chad Kroger, he's Chad Broger. Oh my gosh, he he's pretty easy to hate. Like you know, you know. With yeah. A, he got a DUI. He did like the puka shell like necklaces. I'm sure and like all that jazz. You said he, he got a DUI. Yeah, he got a DUI. He like brags about all how much he can drink. Just immature behavior. Okay, we don't stand that. And and a lot of like the misogynistic lyrics and and a bunch of their songs and stuff. So like. Oh, I don't even think I realized that. I guess I need to look back and. I mean, do you ever listen? Listen to Nickelback. No, what, no. <laughs> if someone sees me listening to Nickelback on Spotify, that means I accidentally forgot to put a private session on. <laughs> I bet you that's what people do when they listen to Nickelback. They're like, uh, private they session. They gotta keep it. <laughs> um, like, I, I think it's funny. It's like they've kind of just been memed into oblivion. I don't, yeah. I never knew why, and I always thought it was kind of funny. But like, I, I never really listened to their music. Like, I knew photograph, photograph, rock star, some of their oh, rock star, Those yeah, are some of their like songs. You know, that got big. You would hear them all the time. Uh, speaking of rock star, they actually one that was one of the reason they consider them sellouts is because they licensed that song to this random like furniture store to make a commercial in Canada, and it was this oh. super bad, you know, weird commercial with the song in it, and that's when 
kind of that like increase the hate um, i mean theirs might be a little warranted but i feel like imagine dragons yeah you know one of my i consider him like a music genius gave imagine dragons so much hate and i was rather upset yeah about it. from your your boy mark <sighs> yeah so in 2018 in an interview mark foster who is like the lead singer of foster the people in like my favorite band in the world he said that basically they give their rejected material to imagine dragons which like that's on another level of shade mm-hmm. whether he was making a joke or not i i was upset i didn't realize he was a hater and then Dan got really upset, and then Mark Foster, like, he issued an apology, and then basically praised Dan Reynolds for, like, they, they do a lot of humanitarian work. And yeah. Stuff. But I'm like, dude, why would you say that? That's mm-hmm. so uncool. The humanitarian stuff, I think, is why I think they can kind of survive all the hate they get. Because, is because they do so much. Well, they're just genuinely good, good people. people. Like, from, yeah. you know, all the work Dan does, you know, he was raised mormon and so like he kind of fights back against a lot of those stereotypes you know well just like some of the archaic ideas that they Mm. have like he has he's super pro like lgbtq yeah he's got like a foundation for that and everything you know puts a lot of time money and effort into you know a lot of different things that that help people and so chad broger as you mm-hmm. say you know it's it's kind of easy to hate on him and, and yeah when band. you're like bragging about your duis yeah and so what a loser they, they <laughs> nickelback actually they they did a, a halftime uh show for a detroit football game and there was a petition that got over fifty thousand signatures to like have them not <laughs> play it oh my god they still they, they still played it but i like i said there's a lot of those overlaps like i know imagine dragons played a halftime show i watched it i I don't I think, know what was wrong with that I think it was, set. yeah, it was, it was a bad night for them. You know, I, I still love them, though. I'm not trying to give them hate or anything. But after that, a bunch of people were hating on them even I know. More. I remember the people you were watching with, you told me they made some yeah, they were snarky making, comments about, yeah, the set. A lot of the complaints about them are the same. You know, it's overplayed. You don't really want to listen to it, but you have to whenever you turn on the radio. I mean, so it's Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. always on, yeah. Whatever. So it's just kind of music elitists. That's a stupid argument. I can agree. Like you get annoyed hearing something being played on the radio all the time, but like that doesn't make it bad music. No, just because it's overplayed. Well, if anything, Um, it probably comes to show you that a lot of people like it. Exactly. (laughs) So either the majority has a trash taste in music, which is possible. Or you're just a hater for being a hater, and we are not about that. Yeah. So, I mean, critically, their stuff hasn't received great scores either. from their Probably fir- from music snobs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. From their first four albums, their highest rated album, Smoke and Mirrors, was 60 out of 100. How does that make sense, though, based off of how many accolades they have? I know, right? It's like, dude, like, just agree with the yeah. rest of the world? Like, they, what? They've been nominated for 167 awards, oh won 49 of them. That's That includes 10 Billboard Music Awards, a Grammy for Best Rock Performance for Radioactive, and a VMA for whatever it takes. Oh, wow. Among, you know, however many more things they've won. They've also sold 75 million records worldwide. In 2018, they were the most streamed group on Spotify. 
And then they were actually the first rock act to have four songs to surpass one billion streams each. Did you know that? I did not. So That's the four crazy. songs are, yeah, four songs. Do you know what four they were? Radioactive, Demons, Believer, and Thunder. Okay. I no would, no those surprises there. I would have guessed that. Actually, I, I was surprised It's Time was not on the list. Mm-hmm. So, so I actually, I pulled some billboard numbers okay. for this episode. Gerald with the fast facts. Yeah, 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 as always. I love it. So did you see anything on the, the billboard decade end charts for no. uh, rock bands or rock songs? No. No, okay. So on the end chart for hot rock songs. Hot rock? It, that, that's like what it was called, hot rock song. Like. Like rock song, like the hot rock songs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, is that a new genre? We hot rock. <laughs> they had eight songs out of out of. Well, I I think the list I saw only showed fifty. I don't know. Oh, okay, I, I just okay, imagine okay. maybe it goes down to a hundred. But of the the first fifty, eight of them were Imagine Dragons songs. What? They had first, second, and third place. Whoa. What were? Well, got, okay. Ra- which one is the top? Radioactive. No, Believer. Actually. Really? Yeah. Okay. I always thought Radioactive was a bigger song. The decade in number number two, Thunder. Okay. Three, Radioactive. What? Mm-hmm. Radioactive is the best one of those three. I would agree. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say from a true stan. But also they had number thirteen with Natural, twenty with It's Time. Okay, that one's the one that annoys the crap out of me. Twenty one, whatever it takes. Okay. Twenty three, Demons. Okay. And forty two, Sucker for Pain. That's the song. Oh, that's the song from the. Um, they did with like uh, Wiz and Logic. For Suicide Squad. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because I told you. Oh my God. You I didn't said the realize... stupidest thing. So, like a couple weeks ago, I've been like listening to more Imagine Dragons and I told Gerald, I'm like, they just came out with a new song. It's so good. <laughs> and I was like, have you heard of Sucker for Pain? And he looks at me blank faced, like, girl, like, that's been out for <laughs> years. You're such a lame. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. And they, they also were the top rock artist of the 2010s. By okay. Billboard, number that one on that slot. And because of their placement on both these lists, that's where they get some hate too. Because a lot of people, you know, you can argue whether they're rock or not. They, a lot of people don't consider them rock. I actually had a little tidbit that I found about that. They self-identify as genre lists. I, yeah, I saw that. And like apparently Dan and like the group really likes that about them they take they pride in they that. take pride in it they're like well why and it makes sense like as a musician if you're interested in a lot of different kind of music why would you just define yourself as like pop rock they're not hip-hop but sometimes they do like little rap mm-hmm. segments so like yeah i don't i think that's also why they receive some hate is because they like people will say like best rock album and they're like they're not rock they're yeah. pop i don't know no they can be pop rock alt rock they can be like a lot of different things so yeah i think you're right that they do get a lot of hate for that but i think that's the reason like they're still so like popular and loved because like they really like they kind of just push that back and like take pride in what they do the music that they put out i kind of think that's cooler because i think in some genres maybe like more so potentially pop specifically you can just start sounding the same and over and over and over again and then Mm -hmm. also probably like country yeah i think would be the most similar too. Mm-hmm. Some people would venture to say rap, but I completely disagree. Yeah. But being able to do so many different things and break into so many like pop charts, rock charts.
charts, alt charts. Mm -hmm. I think that's cool. I mean, I, I will say like some of their music does sound the same. Like they, they do have that, you know, from song, but I mean, everyone's but they have, have a style. Yeah. They still have plenty that sound like way different, you know, especially with their new, like Mercury one and two. Mm -hmm. A lot of those songs sound more different than they used to. We should buy that vinyl. Yeah. We don't have either. We don't have, we don't have either Mercury one yeah. or two. And it's there. I've been listening to it a lot. It's, mm -hmm. it's, I think it's really good. Yeah. But I mean, they beat out like some huge bands, 21 Pilots, Coldplay. Oh, wow. For best. The sis won't be happy about that if you're listening. <laughs> She's a big Coldplay, Coldplay fan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are hard bands to beat. But also, okay, 21 Pilots is also kind of genreless. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, they do a whole lot they of They do too. all sorts of stuff. Like in some, you could consider them screamo. <laughs> am i wrong and in others they could be truly pop you know they get some rap in there too yeah, yeah. Uh, so i wonder also if they like were inspired group. by imagine dragons I'm not i sure. could kind of see it a little bit maybe so i just wanted to talk a little bit about you know we've dropped some names but like who is in the band so okay first off they were formed in 2009 and like they had a couple like random people that would cycle in and out but the main four people are Dan Reynolds, lead singer, Crazy Abs. <laughs> <laughs> I, he is so in shape. Like, yeah, he was he was not like stop moving at all through the concert. No. He was running around. He, it really liked to, looked like he was just getting his workout in. He was doing know, high knees across like, the stage. Then there's, there's Wayne Sermon on the guitar, Daniel Platzman. Uh, they say like percussion, so I, Drummer, I guess he does drums, yeah. keyboard, other all percussion sorts. stuff. He, yeah, I think he's drum primarily but he does yeah a lot of things and then ben mckee on the bass yeah and then one thing that i actually thought this was the coolest thing but did you know that their name is an anagram for a phrase that's like only known to the members of the group mm -hmm. yeah it always like for the some of those original ones that aren't in it anymore but i want to know yeah. what it means we could probably figure it out if it's an anagram oh i'm sure there's some fan theories but like they probably have never confirmed it no they've never confirmed it but I'm sure a bunch of anagrams are nonsense. You can kind of cross those off. Yeah. And then like we said, they self-identify as genreless. And then one of their like essential elements of their music is that the lyrics basically speak to sometimes like a painful self-awareness, mm -hmm. but they're ultimately like uplifting and inspiring. Yeah. Yeah, so. totally. So that was some of the things that I, I thought was really cool. They do, Dan cites Arcade Fire, Nirvana, Muse, The Beatles, Paul Simon, Coldplay, mm -hmm. and Linkin Park, among others, as some of their influences. I mean, those are some good people to like model yourself after oh, or take like inspiration from. Oddly enough, I also found that he, in terms of success, Dan credits Foster the People and Mumford and Sons yeah. for bringing alternative pop music to like become more commercial. It's like, that's weird. He was praising Foster the People and then Mark Foster like slaps him in the face. Yeah. I don't know. I was so disappointed. You know I love FTP. Hopefully they've, they've I'm sure they've kind of made up and, and stuff. But I hope so because they both seem like creative geniuses. Yeah. That that kind of attitude is kind of what spawned all the hate for Nickelback is people just hating on on the music and it's just because you don't like it doesn't mean you have to hate, hate on, on it. it you know exactly. it can still be good in its own way especially if there's that many people that are right into that are gonna it. be into it so, so. Uh, yeah there've been some other people uh, that have that have kind of hated on them I saw like the the lead singer for I think it was Slipknot or something oh, you know really? talk some smack on some... Imagine Dragons and and everything so it's kind of unfortunate because they're they're obviously like my favorite 
band. Well, good thing they have a song in like their Mercury al- album called like I think it's No Time for Toxicity or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, so what was it? No, no time for toxic toxic people. people. So mm-hmm. Dan, we think that you did it right. Huge support. They just need to listen to you guys and listen to that song and be like, oh, he doesn't care. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If y'all wanna email us and tell me my taste in music is basic, go ahead. I'll I'll take it. But I'm I'm a big Imagine Dragons fan. I love their music. Well, however many billions of people have streamed them, disagree or I'm agree. Not, yeah, with agree you with me. Disagree with so. the haters. So I guess. Do you have a favorite song by them or anything? So they like just recently came out with the basically 10 year expanded version of Night Visions. Mm-hmm. And so with that, there was two unreleased demos. One was Love of Mine. Oh, and then that sounds Bubble. good. Yeah. Love of Mine is so good. Mm-hmm. So I would say that, ooh, I don't know. Like Enemy is such a good pump up song. When I go <laughs> and run. Runs. Yeah. If someone upset me in that day and I put that song, I'm like, I get so amped. So that's a good one that was that was one of their league of legends songs wasn't uh-huh. it? Yeah. yeah it was and then the one that just like gets me especially like when you and i weren't living together and i miss you a lot the song wreck <gasps> you stole my it's so good and then after we heard like what he t- like so dan talked about what this song was about and like i think half of the stadium must have been in tears yeah it was like he wrote it after was it the death of his sister-in-law yeah or something and, and she like battled cancer i believe mm-hmm. yeah so that i already liked that song to begin with and the fact that he had such a moving story for it mm-hmm. i would say those are my favorites but like they have so many yeah uh, how many do you know how many songs they've written and released oh dear lord i don't know but i did see a tiktok about before mercury came out or like when they were doing the recording sessions dan literally said something like i would love to do a 10 album track just short simple 10 albums mercury x one and two it's like 33 songs or something like that yeah crazy so i think they just have a lot to say and are just probably genuinely really good songwriters and so that's why they have so many songs yeah i mean they've they've been around for 10 years and they've released you know the same amount of albums as people that have been around for or more albums than people that have been around for 20 years yeah Yeah. which maybe that's why also they get some hate because i think some artists probably say like the creative process takes time they're pumping out music stuff like that i don't know i think I mean, if you have a lot of thoughts, like... They're all pretty banging, well, in my opinion. Well, also, about, think about, like, current day content. Like, YouTubers, TikTokers, in- influencers pump out stuff daily. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of that is decent quality. So it's like, why with music can people not have a lot to say and not be able to say, like, hey, I want to put this out there? Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. What are your favorites? I don't think I asked you that. I guess, so... Radioactive... That's that's got to be one of one over there. I mean, that was the probably the first Imagine Dragons song I heard. Yeah. And so from Night Visions, yeah, I'd say Radioactive, Demons, really good. I I always like Bleeding Out. I don't think that was one of their as big of. I don't think I know that one. A lot of their other songs, but I always liked that one. From Smoke and Mirrors, I'd say. The song Smoke and Mirrors is good. I just listened yeah. to it. Yeah, I like Hopeless Op- Opus. Okay. on that one. Oh, I totally missed one. 
What? You said you're like, you've literally been obsessed with that song since the concert. Oh, uh, was it Amsterdam? Yeah. Yeah. Such a good song. Because that's from their first album, too. Well, I didn't realize no. that. Like I said, I'm late to the party. No, that's... A, I mean, you know, I like all their songs, so... Yeah. From Evolve... Is Evolve... So, hang on. We kind of need to figure out, like, just for my sanity. Yeah. First album in 2012 was Night Visions, right? Yep. Okay, and that one had like radioactive and stuff. Then mm-hmm. second album in 2015 was Smoke, Smoke and, and Mirrors, Mirrors. Mm-hmm. which fun fact that one debuted at number one on the Billboard 200. Did you know that? I did not. And then the third one, this was the one that you were talking about, was Evolve, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. In 2017, and that was nominated for a Grammy for Best Pop Vocal Album, and then had the three number one alt hits, which was Believer, Thunder, Thunder. and then Whatever It Takes. Yeah. Okay. And then, so out of all of the first three, which ones were your favorite songs? Uh, out of the, the first three albums? Yeah. Or, uh, well, Radioactive from the first one. Maybe Demons up there. Smoke and Mirrors, probably Hopeless Opus. I need to hear that. And from Evolve, I'd say Believer. That's you, a you good know. one. So I mean, you, you kind of seem like you like their hype songs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I think so. Smoke and Mirrors, so I don't think it was on the standard release what does that um, mean like they have like the extra releases like the, oh, you know, special okay. editions like special so, editions and whatnot uh, like deluxe editions. one song they released with smoke and mirrors called warriors i like hmm. that one that's okay. kind of that was also for league of legends like their partnership Dude, some with of league the of songs legends. from Legi- league and Le- league of legends are so good. I think they, I'm pretty sure they played it live, like at the League of Legends World Championship. Yeah, well, they did, yeah, so because they have Enemy, and I guess that one, Zed had a song for League of Legends, mm-hmm. it was super good. So. Maybe we should become gamers. <laughs> I'll be a healer, you can be a. That's the only know. position I know. I, I've never played League of Legends, so I'm sorry for we got any fans out there. Okay, so third album was Evolve. And what about Origins? That was the fourth album so in that's, 2018. Uh, yeah, that's their fourth album. Mm. I don't know if I know many of the songs. Were they were there any that went blew up from Origins? Natural. Was oh, the biggest one. oh, that's a good one. Um, yeah. I'd say my favorite one was probably Bad Liar. Also, I've which not heard all, of it. No, that one blew up. I'm sure if I played it for you, you'd I would recognize, recognize it. it. Yeah. Okay, okay. And then Mercury Act One, it's got to be wrecked. Like Ugh. the song's just super good. Follow You was from Mercury Act One, though. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So that was released September 3rd of 2021. And then Mercury Two was just released in July. I guess not just released, it's September now, but July 1st of 2022. I mean, yeah, so it's only like two months old. Right. It's not that old. There's a really good song from Mercury Act 2, which is called Sirens. Have you heard that one? I'm sure I have, but I'm actually, now that you got me on the spot, I'm blanking. I hope they play it at the concert. I think Bones is kind of the big one from the song that's blowing up. Sharks, too. Sharks is is all right. I don't know if I love that one. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the song Sharks. Some of them were hit or miss, Um, I gotta say. And then, and then, so I guess the most recent one was a 10 years expanded edition of Night Visions. Which, yeah. Like I said, the two unreleased demos were Love of Mine and Bubble, which Bubble was all right, but Love of Mine, go check it out. I, that's a really good song. Yeah. They had a, they had, you know, a few other songs on the album that were also like on the previous special editions of, mm. of Night Visions. So like, I think, um, Fallen and Working Man, those were songs that like, 
if you downloaded it through iTunes, you got them on the original Night Visions album. Oh my gosh, like, iTunes doesn't even exist yeah, anymore. And then there was like a you know Best Buy release that had some other songs, and that's that's what some of the songs on this ten year. Oh, uh, I was kind of wondering what that was. But yeah, Love of Mine, I gotta say that one's that one's really good. I've, I've so been a what's fan your of it. favorite album? I mean, the one I've been listening to longest, obviously, is Night Visions. And Duh. So I have pretty much every single one of those songs memorized. Mm-hmm. That's probably the only album of theirs that I have all the songs And that's the one that memorized. we have on record, right? We have a couple of them. Oh, um, I didn't realize that. I think we have... We Actually, have, we have the second album, too, don't we? The, no, not Smoke and Mirrors. We have Origins. Evolve? Origins, okay. Yeah. So Origins might be my second favorite. Okay. But Night Visions, was it just because it had so many, like, huge songs? Yeah, yeah, probably. I'd say maybe... I mean, honestly, I haven't listened to Mercury Act 2 as much. So, since it came out, so I don't know if where I'd put that yet, so I'm going to leave that off the list, but mm-hmm. I, I, after that, I'd probably put maybe Smoke and Mirrors as my least favorite of theirs. Again, still like it, though. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. All in all, I'm a big... Big Imagine Dragons Yeah, big fan, fan of all their music. So yeah. To, I guess, to go back and answer my own question, one, I don't think they're the new Nickelback. Okay, good. Um, I kind of figured you wouldn't think that. I, I mean... Nickelback, I've never been a fan of. I think all the hate they get is kind of... It's funny. It's like memes. There's some Nickelback songs that are not... I don't listen to them. I'm not really a fan of them. You know, if if you're a Nickelback fan, good for you. I'm not not a hater either. I just don't don't really care no, for them. Chad Broger fan. No, no. I'm not. People are gonna think that's his name, and that's not <laughs> Chad, Chad Kroger. Kroger. Like uh, the grocery stores. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of all I had. No, I don't think they're the new Nickelback. I think they're going to continue having some good success in the years to come. They have, like, kind of an interesting origin story, per se. So, like, the reason how they got big or noticed is mm-hmm. interesting to well, me. Yeah, it was like there was a Train concert. Yeah, Train is in the band. The band. And they, uh, was it their lead singer got sick yeah, or something? Yeah, they were going to perform at a festival in Vegas. I think Dan's originally from he, Vegas. He's right? from Vegas. So him and Andrew Tolman, who who was one of the other founding OG members, members. Okay. who's no longer in it, they they met at when they were both students at, at BYU. BYU. Okay. And then they invited a few other people that were, you know, classmates to join. Good band from Vegas, um, another one. You know, the Killers are from Vegas. Yeah, and then Tolman, the, the other guy, he was the one who invited Wayne Sermon. The guitarist. The guitarist Got to, to join, because they knew each other from high school. And Well, a couple of them went to Berkeley College of Music. Wayne was one of them, and then I think Wayne invited, I believe it was Ben, yeah. the bassist who, who he Which, knew from Berkeley. Back to my point then, Berkeley College of Music is by far, I, I guess that and maybe like Juilliard as far as like fine art schools, they're the hardest schools to get into for music. Mm-hmm. Berkeley College of Music, it's really fucking hard to get into. Mm-hmm. I actually have a friend from high school that went there, but you can't say, okay, they have two guys that went to Berkeley, like John Mayer also graduated from Berkeley. Mm-hmm. They're talented musicians. Yes. Yeah. Like, I would say Wayne Sermon, the guitarist, he's kind of underrated in my opinion. I mean, yeah. a lot of their music may not reflect his skill, but like the solo, if you ever look up their live performances and the solos he does mm-hmm. on the stages, it, it gets pretty wild. I Is mean, he like a Frusciante? 
Maybe, yeah. I mean, like I said, like, you know, the White Stripes, Jack White's known as, like, uh, the, the best guitarist of, of our generation. And, like, you yeah. can tell that in their music, you know. Yeah. You don't always tell that in, like, some of their songs. But I like, guess maybe they don't highlight it as much because Dan also has such an interesting yeah. voice. I mean, yeah, you can definitely hear, like, the good guitar riffs in the songs. But, interesting. Like, well, from what I noticed, like, watching some of their live performances online, you know, they usually get, you know couple guitar solos in of him just going wild in my opinion i didn't know that didn't you also say something about how the way that dan sings or whatever it's like really strains his voice or something yeah i i read something online that was saying like a, a lot of times he can't go as as crazy live because of how hard you know that the singing he does in the songs is mm-hmm. like on his voice he's having the miley cyrus mm-hmm. yeah kind of how miley you know pushes her voice so hard she's she's basically going mute you know her voice is has been getting kind of raspier through the years i imagine it's a similar... i wonder how common that is for vocalists so now now that you mentioned that i'd actually be interested because when we saw them last it was at the very beginning of their tour now that we're seeing him at the end i wonder if he'll sound different that's interesting if he'll still be able to sing as as strongly i hadn't even thought about that neither did i until you said that i mean he's a really good singer in my opinion yeah yeah just maybe like you know that super bowl performance that they had that was just kind of off Mm -hmm. do you think that he was having like had they just finished a tour or something and he was just having like a vocal cords issues i don't know i don't that entire I, I don't remember. It's been a couple it's been years, years. I think since it was, then, what, 2019 or something like that, I think. I don't remember when it was. I remember I watched it, though, and I was thinking, like, well, it's a good thing that they're terrible. And <laughs> I, I was bummed because I was, like, so hyped. I was like, yes. I probably texted you that day and was just a little butt about it. Yeah. and I'm sorry if I just was, like, pounding on your No, no, you're fine. You're fine. I remember... The people I was with, they were, they were making fun of them and stuff, too. Unfortunately. Just an off night for them. I mean, Super Bowl performances must be so nerve-wracking. Yeah. Though. The Janet Jackson boob slip and whatnot. Like, after that, I'm sure everyone's thinking I have to be on my Super A game. Well, especially with, like, how much halftime shows, like, push themselves now. Yeah. And I, I feel like there's always people complaining. I know, like, when The weekend did his, it was... Uh, his gave me, like, that was motion the, sickness. That, that was, was the big awful. complaint. The lights and the spinning. The crazy thing was, the year that Lady Gaga performed, people were saying she was big. Or, like, talking about her weight. I'm like, seriously? She just gave the performance of a lifetime, and all you want to talk about is Lady Gaga's weight? Was that the year she, like, jumped from the roof or Yeah, whatever? she was doing all these stunts. I'm like... Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's probably similar. Like the people are just going to find something to criticize. So people are going to criticize Imagine Dragons. A lot of it's probably out of jealousy. Yeah. They have so many. Didn't you say they went like diamond? Yeah. They, I mean, they've had means. some huge numbers. In the United States, Night Visions went seven times platinum. Whoa. Certified sales of 2.5 million. Oh my god. Wait, million? I'm mm-hmm. surprised it didn't go in the bees. No, that'd be insane. I've been watching too much Selling Sunset now. Uh, I'm just thinking yeah. real estate <laughs> numbers. Or selling the OC. Uh. Smoke and Mirrors in the United States went platinum. Million certified sales. Worldwide, 1.1 million. Went three times platinum. 
So it's night visions the most though. Uh, night visions seven times. Let's see what. What was origins? Because I feel like origins was pretty well. Origins was probably well huge. That might have been. Reserved. Origins went platinum. Well, hopefully Mercury one and two do like a go platinum or something. We should buy that one. Yeah, we don't have either of those yet. I also saw this interesting thing that when they were first starting out, they opened for a mime. Oh no, I didn't hear that. <laughs> like, how do you open? For a mime. I didn't even know mimes were like something that you would buy tickets for. You just see mimes on the street. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm, yeah, I had like an Dan was in an interview with I think his name is like Casey McHale and he said they literally opened for a mime. Interesting. Yeah. So I guess diamond certification is for specific songs is what it looks uh, like. So the songs are what's certified diamond. Oh, so it's probably like Radioactive, Thunder. Yeah, so there've, there have only been 85 songs in history that have been certified diamond. Rhea, which is who gives out the certification, gives diamond certifications to, the song, to songs that have gone platinum 10 times. Oh my gosh. That's what a diamond certification is. Radioactive. Okay. That's such a funny video. I forgot how weird that music video Their is. Their music video is kind of it's funny. It's so weird. Uh, Demons, okay. also diamond. Believer. Thunder, and that's So they it. have four songs that have gone diamond and there's only 85. 85. total. All right, so four out of 85 though, impressive. Yeah. So it seems like it's songs that have gone like before TikTok was a thing, like what would be the equivalent of viral? Yeah, the like the top most viral songs. Of, Interesting. Um, I wonder like once, I mean, TikTok is already a thing, but once it starts becoming more like influential in music how many tiktok songs will go diamond well i mean i feel like now it's not becoming easier but it's songs get higher numbers than they did last decade a couple decades ago you know because music is more worldwide international now you get more listeners than you did back Years in the ago. day you know Bands Back when be... you had to stream on LimeWire and you got that weird, like, my fellow Americans, like, I did not sleep with that woman, the Bill Clinton. <laughs> you would never download yeah, songs illegally, dude. Anyone that's old enough to listen to LimeWire is going to have a kick out of my little comment. <laughs> uh, that being said, Imagine Dragons, I'm stoked to see them. Yeah, I'd say, I mean, the, I guess, lesson for today is, you know, don't be a hater on, on a band or just because you're not super into their music, yeah. you know. They can still be good. A lot of people can still like them and enjoy their music. You, you, you're entitled to your opinions to not like them, but... But also, like, why do you care if other people like them and you don't? Like, just let people like them. Yeah, get off the hate train. Yeah, I used to... Like, I've told you this a bunch of times, but with my ex, I feel like I was so much more of, like, a hater and, like, brought, like, negative energy and you bring out the positive in me. So, like... We are not stands of being on the hate train. Jump off it and jump on the positive hype train. Mm -hmm. Jump aboard because Gerald is a conductor of the Imagine Dragons hype train. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so with that, we'll be seeing them on Thursday. Life is beautiful on Friday. Tiesto on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And we will have a lot to talk about next week. Yep. Do you want to remind everyone where they can find us? Yeah, so y'all can find us on all... Uh, podcast listening sites Spotify, Apple Music Amazon Music Somehow we're on Podbean, I don't know how mm, No idea, didn't put us on there but... Neither did I, maybe one of you fellow listeners is redirecting our RSS And then uh, you can also find us on Instagram at educate.your.earbuds underscore 
TikTok at educate.your.earbuds. And if you like this episode, want to leave any feedback or future topic ideas or just want to say hi, you can also email us anytime at educate.your.earbuds at gmail.com. And then most importantly, I always hear podcasters say this and I never realized until we started a podcast that it is important. Please go rate us five stars. Yes. We would very much appreciate it. It it definitely does help. So if you can take the time, rate us or leave a review. And then tell your friends. Mm -hmm. We definitely appreciate it. And then tag Imagine Dragons and maybe like we'll get... A little shout Maybe out. Maybe they like them. our episode. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Also, be on the lookout for another TikTok or reel and or both that I'm going to post that's going to be Imagine Dragons related. It'll be funny, I promise. As always, thanks for listening and we'll catch y'all next week. Bye.